We're going to open up tonight to Job, the book of Job. We've been in Job before. This is one of my favorite passages, I think, in all of Scripture. There's much to learn here. And if I turn with you to this passage once a year, I think we'd all probably be okay for that. Job chapter 1, uh, verse 21 is going to be our text together. Job 1. 21 will be our text. I'll begin reading at verse 20, and I will read uh, just to the end of the chapter. So 20, 21, and 22. This is what we read. Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. As far as the reading of God's Word. Certainly one of the greatest expressions of faith uh, in all of the Bible, right? Here we have Job. Job's a good man. Job was a blessed man. Job was a wealthy man. And yet, as many of us, probably all of us here tonight know, in the span of one horrible day, nearly everything Job had and nearly everything Job loved in this world is taken away from him. Now, Job doesn't know what we know as readers of Job and that all of this is the result of a contest between God and Satan. I'm not sure it would have helped had Job actually known that. But this much Job does know, right? His life has been turned upside down. His life has been shattered. His life has been decimated. All that he knew, all that he loved, all that he held dear has been taken from him. And yet, upon receiving the worst news of all, uh, that his own children had died in a tragic accident, which is what he hears right before the text we read, uh, look what Job does. In verses 20 and 21, there we're told he mourns and he worships God. He says, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He mourns and he worships God. I want to focus with you tonight uh, on that last half of verse 21, and I want us to... Look at these statements that Job makes in this remarkable profession of faith. The first statement Job makes is this, the Lord gave. The Lord gave. Now, that statement is rooted in what Job says right before that, naked I came from my mother's womb. And when Job says the Lord gave, he's acknowledging, right, that we we come into this world with nothing. We come into this world with with nothing, not even clothes to wear. And everything that we get in this life, everything we accumulate, everything that is said to be ours is given to us by God. That which we have, we have only ultimately because the Lord gave. Job recognizes this. His children His property, his possessions, his wealth were from the Lord. And so he says, the Lord gave. We too must recognize this. We must recognize daily 
that everything we have been given has been given to us by the Lord. It is He who has given us food, clothing, and shelter. It is He who has given us husbands and wives and children and grandchildren. It is He who gives us any measure of health and strength and wisdom. It is He who gives us our gifts and our talents. It is He who gives us everything. We must recognize this. We must continually have this perspective. The Corinthians, you may remember, they they did not have this perspective. The Corinthians were boasting about the various gifts and talents that they had, and they were kind of saying, you know, well, look at me, look at what I can do, aren't I special? And the Apostle Paul He got after them for it. This is what Paul says to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 7. For who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? Like the Corinthians, we often live boastfully about what we have as if we earned it or obtained it for ourselves with no help from anyone else. Paul says, no, that's not right. There is nothing you have that you did not receive. We need to have this perspective. We need to understand that everything we have, it's been given to us by God, entrusted to us by God. Of course, Job's, Job's first statement here isn't just a perspective we must have. It's also, it's also a statement we can and should make. By that, I mean all of us can look on our lives this past year and say, right, the Lord gave. Not, all, not only all of us can, all of us should do that. We must do that. Faith does that. We, we look at our lives, we, say, we look at what the Lord's given us, and we say about those things, the Lord gave. Right? To some of us, He gave children and grandchildren. Our family has a new child this year. To others of us, He gave maybe increased financial stability. To others, He gave health. To some of us, He gave new friends or a new job. To others, new opportunities. Hopefully, the Lord has given us this past year some advancements in holiness and sanctification. Right? The Lord's given us grace upon grace upon grace, and it's good for us to recognize these things and to say in our hearts by faith about them, the Lord gave. The Lord gave. So Job's statement, it's a perspective we must have. It's also a statement we must make continually in our hearts. Let's move on now to the second statement that Job makes. He says, the Lord gave. That's the first statement. The second one is this, and the Lord has taken away. Job has certainly experienced that, hasn't he? His children, his property, his possessions have all been taken away. Read about that in Job 1, verses 13 through 19. And just like like all of us can say with Job, the, the Lord gave, so can all of us say with Job, right, the Lord has taken away. We can just look at our lives this past year and, and, and say that, can't we? There's things the Lord has taken away. For some of us, He's taken away loved ones. For others, still others of us, He's taken away maybe some certain comfort in our lives. For still others, He's taken away the ability to do the things we once did. I just asked someone, um, 
I guess it would have been Thanksgiving morning, uh, if they made it out hunting this year. And this person, who I knew loved to hunt, but has grown older, said, said, no, it's just too hard for me to get out and to sit in the blind anymore. Right? Age has made him weaker. In that case, we'd say, the Lord has taken away. For some of us, He's taken away jobs. For others, He's taken away health. All of us can say it. We can look at our lives as, as we draw to the close of another year, and we can point to things specifically which the Lord has taken away. It's noteworthy that Job doesn't say the Sabians and Chaldeans have taken away. I didn't read the whole chapter. Maybe I should have. But those are the the raiding parties which struck down his servants and stole his livestock. But but Job doesn't point the finger at them and say, you know, this is their fault. The Sabaeans and the Chaldeans have taken away. No, Job says, the Lord has taken away. Job understands that God is sovereign over all that has happened to him. Job understands that not a hair falls from his head apart from the will of his Father in heaven. And so when he receives, it's because God gave, and when he loses, it's because the Lord has taken away. Job gets that. We too must get that. We too must have this perspective. Because again, on the one hand, we, we, we can say at the end of any given year, you know, maybe cancer has taken away, or COVID has taken away, or old age has taken away. But in reality, we know, don't we? It's God who was taken away. God is sovereign over all. And so we must have this perspective. We must understand that in hardship and difficulty too, it is God who has taken away. Of course, when we recognize that, we recognize that we're, you know, we're not just victims of some cruel happenstance. But, but what's happened to us, even the adversity and the trouble that has happened to us, it's from God, and that, means, and that means it's not meaningless, it's meaningful, right? Because as believers, we know that in all things, God works together for good to those who love Him and who've been called according to His purpose. When you recognize that, right, that, that God is over all of it, and that ultimately, no matter what happens from our perspective, God is the one who takes away, that, again, it adds meaning and purpose to our troubles, So Job's first statement is the Lord gave. Job's second statement is the Lord has taken away. Job's third statement is this, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, that's certainly easy to say when the Lord gives. It's not so easy to say when the Lord, excuse me, takes away. I've seen many Christians, heard many Christians, as you have as well, um, praise the Lord uh, in light of some positive news they've received. Right? Perhaps a Christian gets a new house, a Christian gets a new car, a Christian has a new baby, whatever. They'll write on Facebook, right? praise the Lord. Or blessed be the name of the Lord. I've seen that often. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, in fact, that's good and right. We all should do that when God blesses us and when God gives us good things. At the same time, we must understand that it's not hard to praise the Lord when He gives us good things. We should do it, but it's not hard. 
That said, I don't see too many posts on social media. I don't hear too many people uh, speaking um, uh, about, or I, don't, I don't see too many posts on social media where a Christian you know, shares negative or disappointing news and then concludes it by saying, may the name of the Lord be praised or blessed be the name of the Lord. Right? That, that's, that's much harder to find. It's easy to say, blessed be the name of the Lord when God gives. It's not so easy to say, blessed be the name of the Lord when God takes away. And yet, here's the deal, and here's what Job understands, and here's what Job teaches all of us. The Lord is no less worthy of our praise and our trust when He takes away than He is when He gives. No, even when God takes away, He is still holy. He is still good, and He is still sovereign, and He is still wise, and He is still just, and He is still merciful, and He is still supremely glorious, and He is still our Savior. Even when He takes away, He is still everything that makes Him deserving of our worship. That doesn't mean we understand why God takes things away from us. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt terribly when God takes things away from us. No, Job here is, is worshiping with torn clothes and a shaved head, all of which are meant to give the outward expression of how he feels inside. He is suffering, and yet even in his suffering, he understands that the name of the Lord is to be praised. Even in his suffering, he understands that God is still worthy of worship. And honestly, there's probably not a more God-glorifying thing a person can do than worship God even after God is taken away. When people worship God at a funeral, to me, that is powerful. That is powerful. When people in the deepest possible suffering say, God is enough, that's powerful. There's a song that we... Uh, Sing in church sometimes, Blessed Be Your Name. It's by Matt Redman, probably familiar with it. And in that song, there's a line that goes like this, You give and take away, you give and take away, my heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. And those lyrics are clearly taken from Job 1.21, but listen again to what the song says, right? You give and take away, you give and take away. Then he says this, my heart will choose to say, Blessed be your name. My heart will choose to say is not in Job 121, but I would say it's implied in Job 121. My heart will choose to say. That's really what Job does here by God's grace. I mean, after all this stuff is taken away from Job, he could have easily become bitter and despondent. He could have easily cursed God and died like his wife is going to tell him to do in the next chapter. No doubt history is full of people who have responded to tragedy just like that. They've, they've grown bitter and despondent, they've cursed God, and they've died. But Job doesn't do that. No, Job submits to God by faith, and he worships. Matt Redman, the writer of that song, says, Worship is always a choice. At times it's an easy, straightforward one. When life is peaceful and painless, the choice to respond to God in thanksgiving and praise may not be such a hard one to make. But at other times in our lives, worship becomes a much gutsier decision. Caught up amidst a whirlwind of pain and confusion, 
the decision to cry out, yet I will praise you, is a costly act of devotion. In the life of every worshiper, there will come times when worship meets with suffering. And these moments shape what kind of worshipers we will become. Yes, praise be to God for times of abundance and plenty in our lives, those carefree days full of peace and laughter. Yet we praise Him also in the wilderness times, those dark and stormy seasons of the soul where we're left crying out with the psalmist, how long, O Lord, how long? Brothers and sisters, all of us can say with Job this Thanksgiving Day weekend, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. The question is, will we now say by God's grace, blessed be the name of the Lord? Worship is always a choice. Will you choose to respond to God now with thanksgiving and praise or not? Of course, we must remember, right, that we have even more reason than Job did to say, blessed be the name of the Lord, because we live on the side of the cross and the empty tomb. We've seen what God gave, ultimately, the gift of His Son. We've seen what God has taken away, ultimately, that being our sin upon the cross and the death of His Son. We have even more reason than Job to say, blessed be the name of the Lord, because although there is much that God can take away from us, one thing He'll never take away from us is His love and His salvation in Christ. Let's pray together. Lord God, we give You thanks and praise for the wonderful example of Job, who said, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away, blessed be the name of the Lord. Help us, Father, to make that same profession in times of plenty and in times of want. May the name of the Lord be praised. For Jesus' sake, amen. Why don't we stand together? We'll sing, we'll sing the doxology. Does that sound good, Judy? That's fine. Praise God from whom all blessings flow.